Hello friends, welcome to another episode of Information by the Pound. Today's topic is going to be on stoicism, and I'm going to do my best to make it sexy and relatable for today's busy bodies. So, a lot to uncover today, and I ain't taking no shit. Let's go. Alright, starting this thing off, I figure I'd jump in with a little backstory of what stoicism is. Uh, and some details might be missing just due to my sheer laziness. And uh, I'll just say that this is the succinct and sexy version of stoicism. And again, I'm not taking any bullshit today. So don't even try and throw it at me. I'm not going to even hear you if you're shouting and screaming at the speaker. Can't hear you guys, all right? Um, but please stay tuned at the very end where I give you three ways to practice stoicism in this modern world. So stoicism, when was it? Well, it was around 300 BC, uh, a merchant by the name of Zeno, he was ship, uh, shipwrecked on a trading voyage. He lost nearly everything, and then he later wandered into a bookshop in Athens and was immediately attracted to the works of Socrates. There was a, uh, a book reading there, and he stayed for it, and he asked the guy afterwards, the speaker, hey, you know, how can I find more about this guy, uh, Socrates? And it just so happens that... Uh, um, the cynic philosopher Crates uh, was walking by at that exact moment outside, and the speaker said, that guy, go talk to that guy. So how serendipitous is that? Uh, Stoicism was heavily influenced by Socrates and the cynics, and it engaged in vigorous debates with the skeptics, the academics, and the Epicureans. So the name Stoicism derives from the Stoa Pokaio, uh, which is ancient Greek, which translates to painted porch, which is a colonnade decorated with mythic and historical battle scenes on the north side of the Agora in Athens. That was where Zeno and his follow, uh, followers gathered to discuss their ideas. Originally, it was going to be called Zenoism, but, uh, you know, not doesn't have the same ring to it. So, basically what it is, Stoicism, it's, it's a focus on seeking wisdom, courage, temperance, and justice, which Christianity then adopted to and put into their cardinal virtues. Um, Stoicism really took off because it offered security and peace in a time of warfare and crisis. The, the Stoic Creed didn't promise material security or a peace in the afterlife, but it did promise an unshakable happiness in this life now. Okay, so that all sounds good to you. You may be thinking, well, what is it exactly? And, you know, is, is stoicism, is it is it the quiet accountant guy who never laughs or shows vulnerability just or just any general personality? Um, well, no, that's, that's just the guy who needs to get laid. Uh, stoicism is a set of practices for reducing attachments, uh, thinking more clearly and finding release from the emotional torments of everyday mental life. So you're going to be keeping your perceptions in check and your actions in sync. And don't allow pleasure or pain to motivate your actions. Uh, accept each moment as it is and live a virtuous life by treating others fairly. Uh, living in accordance with nature and understanding that our whole world is ruled by the, all these external factors out there. And it's ultimately our responsibility to sit and meditate on these factors while understanding everything changes and that suffering is just a part of life. Just fucking deal with it, you crybabies. All right, so after hearing this, you might think there are a lot of similarities with Buddhism in that description, and you're not wrong. There are a lot of parallels. And there's several terms the Stoics use to uh, distinguish themselves from other philosophies. Logos would be one of them, and that's not to be mistaken by a certain Danish toy company's interlocking plastic bricks 
uh, Logos is, I was making a Lagos joke there. Uh, Logos is de- de- uh, defined as, as the plan or the model of the universe, uh, the, the source of human reason, intelligence, and there's a source of order in the universe that by which all things come into being and all things come to pass, universal and eternal. So similar to the Dharma for Buddhism in, in that general truth that they acknowledged. And eudaimonia was their eightfold path. It, it was the Buddhist version of the eightfold path. You know, um, eudaimonia for the Greeks was, it, it's defined as happiness or blessedness. And it's found in accepting the moment as it presents itself by not allowing oneself to be controlled by desire for pleasure or by the fear of pain, by using one mind's, uh, one own mind to understand the world and to do another, you know, do your part in, in nature's system and, and the whole, the whole plan of everything. Another term they use is memento mori. I'm sure you've seen it or heard of it. It's got like the skull, uh, just basically it's, it's remembering death, you know, meditate on your mortality. Another one is famous, Amor Fati, which is love your fate. Love the situation that presents itself. You can't change it. Uh, Nietzsche was really into that, and I'll probably do my own podcast on him in the future. But um, that's very, those are all terms that most of the Stoics would agree on. Every person has their own uh, different branch and different, you know, way, path they went down after that. But I'm going to list off three Stoics here that were very popular in their time and what they're about. So getting to it, uh, first one being uh, Seneca, born in 4 BC. He was a Roman Stoic philosopher, statesman, dramatist. Uh, He was known for his philosophical works and plays, which they were all tragedies. Uh, He spent eight years uh, exiled on an island, only to come back and get caught up in some weird conspiracy to kill the emperor. So the emperor sentenced him to death by forcing him to kill himself, and the details are juicy on that one, so make sure to do a Google search, definitely, on that. Uh, Seneca, he he would say, do not be unhappy before the event comes. Uh, write down all your thoughts and emotions, do an evening review of your journal, basically recap the day, uh, seek out voluntary discomfort, do exposure therapy, find a meaningful practice or activity. Live modestly, avoid constant distraction, and draw further back and laugh when everything becomes too tough. He's uh, quoted saying, we suffer more in imagination than reality, and luck is what happens when preparation meets opportunity. Cool guy, and a lot to learn from. Epictetus was another cool guy, born in 50 AD. He was a slave to a wealthy owner that allowed him access to study under another philosopher that was big at the time, Basonius Rufus. To Epictetus, all external events are beyond our control. We should accept whatever happens calmly and dispassionately. We need to focus on the internals and not the externals. So that, that kind of seems to be a, a repeating motif here in a lot of these stoic principles is the inward focus. Um, he also, you know, would say respect the process and timing and be proactive we need to be free from deception and making in hasty judgment. Understanding that strong emotions arise when we fail in our desires and aversions. We must have the self-discipline for these things. Uh, and he's quoted for saying, wealth consists not in having great possessions, but in having few wants. So it's pretty cool. Minimalist there. Moving on to Marcus Aurelius. Uh, have you seen the movie Gladiator? He's 
well, he's not featured in it, but a actor that plays Marcus Aurelius is featured in it. Uh, he was a Roman emperor from uh, AD, so 161 AD to 180, and Stoic philosopher. He looks at it as it's everything depends on how you interpret it. When you encounter unkindness, so maybe it's you know the homeless guy shouting obscenities at you, or the heavily sedated, apathetic barista. Just remember how many mistakes you've made in your life, and just have pity on those people. Stay mindful, take deliberate actions, be open to correction, and understand that adversity is part of nature, and through that we get stronger. Uh, he's most famous for his journal Meditations, which wasn't meant to be published at all, but there was just so much gold in there. You know, how could they how could they refuse? Marcus Aurelius said that we all love ourselves more than other people, but care more about their opinion than our own. He also said, learn to be indifferent to what makes no difference. So that's a lot of gems. It's a lot of good quotes to live by there. All these all these guys are great. And these are just only a few of the many. There's plenty of good books out there that have all the uh, all the Stoic philosophers in them. I'll I'll quote at the end here. So, moving on to how Stoicism can affect the modern world. You know, it teaches us desirable values such as courage, patience, self-discipline, serenity, perseverance, forgiveness, kindness, and humility. Uh, it also Stoicism helped form cognitive behavioral therapy (CBT) which is a form of mental health training that aims at disrupting cognitive distortions and behaviors and helps regulate emotions with an emphasis on using logic, being rational. Uh, you know, the Stoics were in their time dealing with, you know, their own mental fortitude and, and how to deal with their own anxieties in life. And their principles did, you know, pave the way for a lot of behavioral um, psychologists and, and going forward into uh, common day generals, actors, musicians. So to list off a few here, uh, we got Teddy Roosevelt, George Washington, T-Pain, Anna Kendrick, Keanu Reeves, Arnold Schwarzenegger, Bill Clinton, Lupe Fiasco, uh, John Steinbeck, Rolf Waldo Emerson, J.K. Rowling, and then eventually getting into sports here with Tom Brady, Pete Carroll, and Bill Belichick and the New England Patriots. Those Every one of those people cite Stoicism as an influence or practice it daily. And it, you know, that's it showing up on today's basis, you know. So what can we do? How can we practice it? What does practicing it mean? Well, I'm only going to list off three here. Uh, There's a great site, uh, the Daily Stoic, that goes over, I think there's seven practices they list and in, in great detail. I'm only going to give you the top three that I personally do, that I, I, I do find serve some value in my life. So the first one being is journaling. Uh, this practice of, you know, the practice of journaling was promoted by Marcus Aurelius, Seneca, and Epictetus. Uh, these ancient Stoic philosophers knew that the writing and reflecting on Wednesday was one of the best days we can process our thoughts, our, our feelings, and our emotions as well as how we react and respond to the events that we you know, once find ourselves in. So uh, another one, another great technique would be negative visualization. So you're putting yourself at some point into the future. You know, Perhaps it's a challenging situation you have to face or you have to make a difficult decision. You're going to visualize the worst case scenario and, and how you would respond to it. What actions would you take and how would you live after that moment has passed? Meditation is another important one. 
Uh, it's how we respond to challenges. So we meditate on whether or not we are virtuous in our actions, deciding what is and what is not within our control, whether or not our problems are really problems or are we making the problems themselves or ourselves, I should say. And visualization, we just touched on a little bit with that. So a few techniques there and then just general meditation, you know, in that, um, the, the, but like kind of the, I guess what you would call it, the, um, well, the traditional type, let's just say that. You sit down, you focus on your breath. It's really more about the inward reflection. It's not just filling your time with gadgets and goods or distractions. It's more internal reflection. Sitting with the stillness, I've mentioned what that could be for different people, and it it's just that recharge time that we all need in, in every day. So for me, stoicism's great. Uh, there's not really so much a, a deity or, or some god that you really need to believe in. I mean, these are all practical applications that should hope, uh, well, I hope that would help bring tranquility and peace into everyday life. And for my plug for today, I mentioned it earlier, the Daily Stoic, uh, Ryan Holiday, he has a, uh, he has a podcast. It's very good. Uh, he also has some practical information on his website if you want like quick access to like, okay, some techniques, uh, a little more bios on different philosophers you can check out. He's written a lot of books about, uh, uh, I'm not going to name them all right now, but the uh, very prolific in his writing and really takes stoicism but uh, stoicism to that next level so check him out daily stoic and then another one is a practical stoic with simon j e drew podcast as well very easy uh to follow along some of these you know they geek out a little bit you know with certain people they talk to but it's more interpreting the text that has been written you know two thousand years ago and relating it into this this world this crazy ass world all right, well, this one went a little longer than I expected, but I'm glad you guys sat through it, and I appreciate you making it this far. So this is Information by the Pound, and I will see you next time. Thank you. Bye-bye.